In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Woo! Oh, good morning, everybody. It is the foundation of your retirement. If your financial advisor isn't talking to you about Social Security, well, we are. On today's Get Ready for the Future show, all about how it fits in and what you can count on. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. From the sixth floor of 3 Financial Center, overlooking the Big Rock Interchange in West Little Rock, Arkansas, welcome in to the Get Ready for the Future show. Glad to have you along, whether you're watching on our live stream uh, on Wednesday morning or listening on the radio on Saturday morning. Either way, wherever you get the Get Ready for the Future show, we glad you. We are glad to have you along and glad to have you listening or watching. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury to my right, Ginger Young to his right. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good Welcome morning. aboard. And, and this is the first time I didn't get to be here last week, so we have the new table we're constantly evolving we're working on our lighting i mean this you you ought to see people when they walk past the elevator station in there they 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 They, kind of gawk in here it's (laughs) kind of like what the heck's going on in there what is going on there's a little glow you know yes it does it does catch their attention and and uh, as you mentioned in the open sixth floor three financial uh, in west little rock and uh, if you're in the building come up and see us and you can actually if you're here on 11, at 11.30 on Wednesdays, you can check out the Get Ready for the Future show. Are you inviting a studio audience? Well, sure. Like, yeah, it's yes. good enough for Dave Ramsey. He does it, you know, so yeah. uh, we could have we could put some, you know, refreshments out there and a few chairs mm-hmm. or whatever and actually have a little deal going on. That might make some of us nervous. Well, it could. Yeah. it could. It could. It would make Carmen so happy, though. It, yes. Oh, yes, it would. She, she loves to entertain. That's right. Carmen yeah. would be would all be over. Dream. And socialize, for yes. that matter. <laughs> hey, we're talking all things Social Security today and and i mentioned there in the open you know this is one of the i think uh, gaps in a lot of financial services uh offices right a lot of people are focused on financial advisors are focused on investments and the performance of those investments and when it comes to retirement planning which all those assets are going to have to someday become income for those retirees social security often gets overlooked well, here at GenWealth, it is a key cog to the GenWealth Ready to Retire process, and we want to talk about it today. Uh, and it really takes on a lot of forms. We're going to talk about uh, claiming strategies, what you should consider when you think about when to take your Social Security benefit. We're going to address the solvency of the program itself. You know, that's the big uh, question that gets asked many times in a client meeting room is, will, will Social Security even be there for me uh, in retirement? But we're going to start off in this segment talking about inflation. Now, that doesn't generally connect, right? You don't often right. think inflation. Oh, yeah, that's what I think of when I think of Social Security. But <laughs> but it is an important thing, and it is certainly much talked about right now. In fact, I've got some uh, very breaking numbers. This These actually were released today on this Wednesday as we are recording this show. Inflation numbers bigger than even in September. So the, the October numbers came out. So this is the CPI, that's the, the Consumer Price Index, which includes uh, most inflation um, inflation areas or, or consumer areas for measured for inflation. Consumer prices were up 6.2% in October. That's year over year from last October. That's the biggest inflation jump in more than 30 years. You have to go back to December of 1990. And if you take out the most volatile of those, food and energy, that's considered core inflation, uh, it was still 4.6% year over year. So these are these are record-setting numbers. And when you hear that, obviously the number itself is big, John, but when you hear it's the biggest in more, in more than 30 years, inflation is definitely here. And it's getting worse because if you remember in September, it was 5.4%. Now yeah. it's 6.2%. And here's what that really means to, to everybody. Obviously, if you're going to the grocery store, it's an impact on your, on your grocery bill. If you're going mm-hmm. to the gas pump, it's an impact on your, on your payment there. But here is how this fits into the financial arrangement that, that we have in this country. 
stocks today mostly flat when inflation is said to be you know uh, kicking up even more that's because equities generally keep up with inflation you can absolutely think about the 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 history of the market it has always outpaced inflation historically it's always beaten that inflation marker even when we had high inflation back in the 70s it still outpaced it real estate is another asset that outpaces inflation traditionally What is being impacted by this are the bond market people who are invested in fixed rate bonds, Mm -hmm. and those fixed rate bonds don't have any chance uh, to to increase the the dividend on those bonds or the interest on those bonds are fixed, therefore being called a fixed rate instrument, and inflation is going higher. And Ginger, that means that people who are in target date funds and their 401k plan are going to feel the negative effect of this, and particularly people who are very conservative investors. That's right. And so, you know, the answer to that is some diversification. But, uh, you know, can you get that inside that target date fund, like you were saying? Yeah, you can't. And that's the problem with, uh, and Scott, we have a history on this show of railing against target date funds. They're highly popular in 401k plans because they're easy. Well, when something is easy, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you. Mm -hmm. And and so you've got to think about the impact of that on your your growth of your investment or the sustainability of your income if you're in a target date fund. Yeah, and that target date fund is easy because it has a number on it, right? And people pick, this is the year I'm going to retire. And if it's a a year closer to the current year, it's going to gradually, as you get closer to that target year, move you into more of a fixed income portfolio, which is which is considered the the, the purpose of that is to dampen the volatility, right? But it, what you're saying is is it may not do that. Well, and, and let's talk about recency bias. You think that yeah. you know things that have gone on for a long period of time are going to continue to go on. We've been in a bull market for bonds for thirty plus years. The bond market it goes up when interest rates go down. We're at the deck on interest rates, or have been on the deck. Now those interest rates are going back up, and it's just like a teeter-totter or a seesaw. Mm-hmm. You're going to see bond prices go down as those interest rates go up, and that's going to be a problem for those folks that are, are fixed-income investors or target date fund investors as well. It is something that is really, I think, kind of a ticking time bomb for a lot of people because those those target date funds are again very popular with folks. And Ginger, you were making a, an interesting comment about this prior to the show. I want you to go back to it. Uh, we can talk about the effects of this stuff on your four hundred one k, your IRA, and everything. But inflation is really the devil when it comes to your checkbook. That's right. You know, I mean, we look at we're we're talking about this inside of your four hundred one k, but. As a consumer, I don't really care what's happening inside of my 401k. I plan to use those funds later on down the road in retirement. I'm feeling the effects of it now. You know, as a consumer, it costs more like what you were saying when you go buy your groceries and at the gas pump and my kids need new clothes and that's more expensive. So that's that's where we're starting to feel this inflation. Yeah. Christmas is going to be more expensive this year. Yeah, if you can find what you're shopping for on your list. That's, that's right. a whole other show, yeah. right? So as we kind of set the table here and talk about inflation, Let's tie it in now to the Social Security component, too, because I think that's a great segue, what you said, Ginger, as a consumer. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're a working American and you're drawing an employment income, you can you could there's always the possibility of making more money. And in fact, most people are right. I mean, they're they're paying twenty dollars an hour for people to work at Bucky's. Right. So the wages are going up. They may it still remains to be seen. In fact, part of that article that I was referencing just then. Uh, about inflation was talking about how it's wiping out the wage increases right as prices go up but at least you're holding serve right right are you going to be able to do that in retirement living on social security alone well social security got a big increase uh at at least that hasn't actually uh, come to fruition yet but they've announced a big increase in social security next year Uh, i believe it's 5.9 percent increase Mm -hmm. in payments because of the inflationary pressures that have cropped up in 2021 you get a bigger check in 2022 what we don't know yet is what the Medicare premiums are going to be for mm-hmm. 2022. What we also don't know is how that's going to affect things like health care, which is one of the major expenditures 
of money for seniors who are on Medicare and on Social Security. Social Security has some increases in it, and it is a great tool. Uh, We believe that it is really the foundation, as you mentioned at the opening of the show, Scott, it is the foundation of your retirement. The foundation has to have some increases in it to keep up with the cost of living, but it's not going to keep up with everything. You've got to have something in addition to that, and I know that, that most of our clients, Ginger, are going to be really welcoming that social security increase and i think they 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 really do begin to realize once they get into retirement how important that foundation of social security is right yeah because we look at those guaranteed sources of income that you have to meet that required income amount that you need each month Um, and then you know as far as inflation goes with your plan with our bucket strategy we build that into your plan so that you receive some inflationary increases every five years or so so that we can try and keep paying with that. You think about how that inflation adjustment to Social Security, cost of living adjustment to Social Security checks was determined, though. It's determined by the average CPI over the second quarter of any given year, right? right? So mm-hmm. that was how they got the 5.9. But look what we just said. We're at 6.2 in yeah. October. So yeah. it, even, even when you get that, and, and, and I mean, again, it is great that Social Security is going to get that raise, John. But better I than zero. It's better than zero because mm-hmm. they need it. Uh, but when you think about it, it's, it's a little more stagnant on how it's determined and, and inflation could still take off from here before the next cost of living adjustment. That's so right. I, I still, I think, uh, really begs the question, will Social Security even keep up with, with the increase in prices? You mentioned the Medicare premiums, and right. th- there's also other senior expenses, medical costs, because yes. they go up mm-hmm. higher a- as a general rule uh, than than CPI inflation. So senior expenses are different than just consumer expenses. Well, and right. we all know that the the medical community has been stretched beyond imagination with the the whole impact of COVID and and the costs are are higher because they've got to do more and mm-hmm. and there's more protections in place and all of those types of things and I'm sure that the the profitability of of medical, you know, institutions like hospitals and things of that nature are probably down, but you've got to think about the fact that those prices are going to get adjusted and if you have some non-COVID related issue, you're going to go pay more money for that because of the inflationary pressures that have hit as a result of COVID. So the takeaway here before we wrap this segment up on inflation is clearly Social Security alone is not going to cut it. It is important, very important, as we mentioned. It is the foundation of your retirement. If you think about your retirement income plan being like your house it is the foundation of that house. It has to be solid. It is solid. And we do believe it's going to remain solvent. We'll get into that as the Get Ready for the Future show continues in, in future segments here. But when you think about this, I think of two groups of people when you hear that message, Social Security is not going to be enough. If you're still a decade or so or even five, six, seven years away from retiring, you've got time to do something about this, yes. right? Yes, clearly. And and I, I think that I've, I've really encountered so many people over the years that are maybe in their 50s and you go, that's ah, just too late for me. I, I can't really do anything about it. Ginger, I think that, that you've got to, to move as quickly as you can, as rapidly as you can, and as, as much as you possibly can as far as money is concerned right. to try to stack up some money to help supplement. Yes, I've heard you say over and over through the years, like, uh, save as much as you can save save as much as you can put it back put it back you know over and over on this radio show especially uh, where it doesn't really matter where you are you still have time if you feel like you're too late to the game like you said I'm in my 50s I'm in my 60s it really doesn't matter this is where you're starting from okay that's fine you just need to start you know so start saving yeah you're going to be where you are if you don't do something that's right and and where you are is obviously an uncomfortable position if you haven't saved a lot of money uh then let's get started now and see what we can do i Mm -hmm. think that it's just a a lot of it is psychological a lot of it is the a positive attitude about it you're not going to save millions of dollars from your 50s to your 60s let's face it you don't have that kind of income coming in most people don't but you can save something you can put some things to work and you can positively affect your retirement yeah. And the other group of people that I'm thinking of, too, are the people who are at retirement. Maybe you, it's too late to do anything about adding to your assets, but maybe you have saved something. 
I, I think of the value now of creating a plan, of re- creating a retirement income plan after by going through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process to clearly define your monthly income. Because so many people have a just-in-case retirement mindset. Mm-hmm. They want to just live on that Social Security check, that fixed income, and everything else is just-in-case for emergencies. You can create a dynamic plan uh, through the Ready to Retire process. And we also have another opportunity. What are your chances of a successful retirement you can visit 15minuteretirement.com. That's 15minuteretirement.com or text the word checkup to 501-381-5228 to get a free retirement checkup. All about Social Security on today's show. Back in a moment. If you'd like to find out more about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, if you're walking up uh, closer to your day of retirement, five to 10 years out, or if it's at the end of the year, on January 1, you're walking into retirement, you need to have a written financial plan that guides you through retirement specifically from an income perspective. Income is the outcome of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. To get started, you can reach out to us via email. Just send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com, and Anna Olive, our client introductory specialist, will give you a call back and get some information from you and set you up with a financial advisor near you. Or you can give us a phone call to get that done. You can call us at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526 to get started on your journey to go through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And we're talking about Social Security today, guys. And you've got the binder there. This is the result, John, of the Ready to Retire process. And I don't know if that's Vanna White. It's uh, the price is right. Something, something nice yeah. Yeah. Uh, channeling Vanna there. <laughs> yeah. So you're showing it off for for our live stream uh, viewers. But let's talk about how Social Security fits into that binder. Well, uh, this binder is is the work product of our team here. When you come in and sit down with uh, one of our advisor teams here at Gen Wealth, it is called the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. You can tell that it's there's a lot of stuff in here. It's very you know populated with a lot of stuff. The thing I want us to focus on today in this uh, discussion of Social Security is this Social Security Analysis and Strategy Report. This report is just chock full of great information. Number one thing is when are you going to take Social Security? What is the, the logical way of approaching Social Security? You know, Ginger, we were talking prior to the show, there is uh, kind of a, a joke that we have about uh, taking Social Security and when to take Social Security. Uh, if you walk down to the Waffle House and you ask the three guys that are drinking coffee over there every morning when you should take Social Security, what are they uh-huh. going to tell you? Right now. Yeah. 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 You got to get it now. Yeah, because because it's not going to be there if you don't. It's going to run out. They're going to run, run out, out of money. Yeah. Uh, so take it at sixty two as soon as you possibly can take it. Yeah. That's a problem, guys, because oftentimes you're selling yourself short of money that you could be getting from that program. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you have a health issue, you have a short life expectancy. Take it soon. Uh, there's a lot of variables there. This report actually, in concert with the ready to retire process helps you work through that and come to a logical conclusion instead of a Waffle House conclusion. And so, right. Scott, I, I've got to believe that that it's almost just insanity to go toward retirement and not have some logic and some numbers to back up what you're doing. Mm-hmm. People going on it on feel or instinct or what they feel like they want to do is probably a mistake because they're they're leaving money on the table or they're not taking advantage of certain things that they are being afforded in the social security system social security has 86 different claiming strategies different ways that you can take social security Mm -hmm. you know about probably one or two I can take it at 62, yeah. or I can take it at 66, or right. I can take it at 70. Yeah, that's three. So, but, but there are many more. And, and really, it does depend on what's going on as far as your own finances are concerned. Yeah, and then there are also 2,700 rules that govern Social Security. So, you know, you need to get the most out of your benefit that you can get. Uh, because this is, like we said in the last segment and now, this is a really important piece of your uh, overall financial retirement plan. So a little inside baseball here, when we start to do a plan, the first thing we do is we do a Social Security analysis. Mm -hmm. Because as you said at the top of the show, this is the foundation of your retirement. 
It is going to be there. We believe it's going to be there uh, because politicians like to get reelected. That's yeah. that's the basic fact of it. So we use this as the foundation and then we build on top of it. And you say, OK, well, John, I hear what you're saying. But what if they cut Social Security? Mm. Well, let's talk about what those rules are. They're not going to cut your Social Security without cutting everyone else's Social Security. So what does the, the Social Security Administration say? They say, first of all, that if nothing is done, they would have to cut benefits by 20% in the year 2033, I believe it is. And so 20% cut, you can go in and actually calculate what that is and project that in your retirement income plan mm-hmm. if you want to be very conservative. But here's the bottom line. Politicians like to get reelected. And yes. can you imagine the politician that voted to cut Social Security? Yeah. I can't imagine if there is is one or has been one. They're already at the House. You know, yes. they, they didn't have another term. That's so. right. There is uh, there are some proposals being put out there uh, that we're going to talk a little bit about later in the show. Who knows where they'll die or whether there where there'll be some legs to it, because we also do believe they're going to keep kicking the can more than likely. Right. But at the end of the day, uh, twenty thirty four is getting closer. Something will be done about Social Security and, and they can't just stop benefits. I think that's the. The misnomer here, Social Security is a law, right? Yes. You, you have to have Social Security. It can't just end. Right. Mm-hmm. So the only real option is to cut benefits to make it continue to be solvent. But I want to kind of go back to some of the decisions um, that need to be made in that Social Security uh, analysis and strategy. And what we walk through with our clients here, you know, you mentioned that you know a couple of options, sixty, take it at 62, take it at full retirement age, or take it at 70. And that's probably what you know. And a lot of people at Waffle House are going to say, take it at 62. Well, let's just talk about one thing that could blow that up if you take it at 62 but you keep working because, you know, mm-hmm. you, you talk about, hey, take yeah. it as soon as you can. A lot of people may go ahead and want to turn it on before they actually retire. But there's an earnings limit if you take it early, John. Yeah, the earnings limit for workers who are younger than their full retirement age currently is $18,960. Now, what does that mean? That means that if you make over that, every dollar that you make over that, I'm sorry, every $2 you make over that, they take away a dollar of your Social Security. So it doesn't really do you any good if you're still working to take Social Security, especially if you're making a a pretty decent income. Right, that's right. I mean, you you don't want to be taxed on your on your earnings there that that's just a, a pointless strategy so you know this really is a good reason for someone to have a coach you know yeah. you, you need someone to help walk alongside you and and, and uh, guide you in that guys i i've had people call me you know that were 63 or 64 I, I'm, um, and they're still working mm-hmm. i'm just wondering do i need to go ahead and, get, and take social security maybe they're making 40 or fifty thousand dollars a year and i'm like nope Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. Number one, if you get any money, you're going to pay tax on it and you're already you're doing fine now. So you don't really need to have more money that you just stack up over here in your savings account and have to pay tax on it because Social Security, uh, you know, obviously con- uh, confounding a lot of people. Social Security is taxable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's another thing that we can yeah. talk about. Yeah. But uh, but Social Security is just going to add to your tax burden. And if you make too much money, they're going to not send you a check because you make too much money. Right. And so it, it, it does not make any sense to do that. I had two reviews yesterday, in fact, with two couples. One is 62 and 59 and the other are 62 and 62. And we had these exact discussions because three of those four people have reached the eligibility age to start taking it, but none of them are ready to retire yet. Mm-hmm. And, right. and in one case, uh, the, the gentleman is 62 and the wife is 59, and, and the wife is concerned about the husband losing his job uh, in, in the next year or so, right? So mm-hmm. they're wondering, should we make a plan to really – turn on that social security well in their case we switch the conversation around to her social security benefit because she's not working right Right. so so in three years she'll be eligible but we've got to get there so those are kind of some of the just a little you said inside baseball just a little bit of the discussions that need to take place because you don't want to take that penalty but the flip side of that is is if you are ready to walk away but not entirely we work with a lot of people too john that have uh, pretty large incomes and would never be able to turn on Social Security at 62 if they kept working their full-time job. Mm-hmm. But if we're working in a plan for work retirement, as, you, yep. as you've coined the phrase, where you're going to work part-time, we can walk right up to that 
$19,560 and not have to worry about that penalization. And and we regularly do that here. You know, we're, we talk to people about transitioning from the job that they have had and, and has been, you know, a full-time job to start taking some retirement income and maybe start working part-time and maybe start drawing Social Security. And if you don't make more than that eighteen nine sixty, it's actually going to go to nineteen thousand five sixty because of the inflation increase. Uh, and if you don't go over that amount, then you don't have to worry about this early mm-hmm. retirement penalty. Now you can make as much money as you want to after your full retirement age and draw your Social Security at that time if you feel a need to do so. Right. But again. The question is, do the numbers bear that out? Yeah, that's the thing is we need to do an analysis like what you're saying. This is a really important part of deciding when someone should take their benefit. Uh, There's other factors to consider, too, especially if you have a couple. uh, When one of you passes away, that lower check is going to go away. Mm -hmm. So it's all the more important to, you know, reason to uh, put that into your strategy of deciding when to take that benefit. And in that case, you would you would think about uh, that's a, a big reason to try to delay Social Security. Yeah. Yes, you do get a bigger check if you're the male, let's say, and you're the bread the the larger breadwinner. You do get a bigger check by delaying, but you also leave a bigger check mm-hmm. to your spouse. Yeah, that's a great point that Ginger made. That's what yes. I was going to just reiterate. There is that letting one grow while the other one is taken, if it can be designed in your plan, because again. The other key cog to this is is we're going to use your assets to fill in those income gaps, right? If we create yes. a monthly income plan for, let's say, $6,000 a month, and you have assets that can fill that gap while we grow the Social Security benefit for one of the spouses, that can be a key when one of those spouses uh, passes away. Yeah, and, and one of the big risks of retirement is longevity risk. Yes. And Social Security is an answer to longevity risk. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're going to keep paying you as long as you live. It is a lifetime income guarantee from the government. And so when you think about stretching that out, and especially if you have a younger spouse that is the lower breadwinner, is somebody I just worked with a couple yesterday, as a matter of fact, he's 70. She's 62. You know, that strategy for Social Security plays really well in a scenario like that where you push that that Mm -hmm. Social Security claiming age out as far as you can and then start claiming that Social Security to benefit that younger spouse who's likely going to survive that older client. That's right. Another thing that we look at is whether it would be smart to take a spousal benefit. You know, um, whenever someone has a higher benefit, your spouse has a higher benefit than you do, it may be smart for you to take 50% of their benefit. If that works into your plan, then we design your plan that way. All part of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. To find out more, call us toll free 866 653 PLAN. It's 866 653 7526. All about Social Security on today's Get Ready for the Future show. We're back in a moment. Welcome back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Scott Inman along with John Shrewsbury and Ginger Young all about Social Security on today's show. And we've talked so far about inflation and the effects that it has on your Social Security benefit uh, and the need for an overall income plan to have inflation-adjusted raises in your retirement. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in this segment. And then in the last segment, we were talking about all the choices that are out there, Uh, the the difference between whether you should take a spousal benefit. Should you take it early? Should you delay the benefit and and the need to know about earnings limits if you do take it early? One thing we didn't even jump into, a couple things we didn't even jump into, and we won't get too far into specifics here just for sake of time, but uh, are you a widow or widower or are you a, a divorced from your spouse? Those things can matter as well, John, when it comes to claiming your Social Security benefit. Ginger alluded to the 2,700 yeah. rules mm-hmm. of Social Security. That should be enough to stop you right in your tracks and go, okay, I probably need some help with this. Mm-hmm. I probably need to figure this out. And and so, you know, you may have time to sit down and research all those 2,700 rules. We've got it. It's all right here in the Social Security analysis that's part of the ready-to-retire process. And so that divorce spouse benefit, 
That's a question that we ask oftentimes in our in our fact finding meetings is, have you previously been married? And they kind of look at you like, well, what business is it of yours? <laughs> and and really we get in your business in yeah. the meeting. We do yeah. just go yeah. ahead and warn you on that one. But but we need to know <laughs> because right. it affects what is practical and possible mm-hmm. for your plan. And Ginger, a, a widow's benefit. A lot of people don't even know that that you really can't receive a widow's benefit until age 60. Mm hmm. And then then you can take a portion of that Social Security benefit that your husband or wife, whichever one was was uh, going to produce. You can receive that at 60. Now, there are benefits for uh, children of a, a uh, someone who's a Social Security participant that has right. passed away. But that widow's benefit is actually at 60 and not 62 or 66 or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's the point here is that there is there's complexity there. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, let's step back from the Social Security thing for just a moment. And let's talk about context, because Social Security alone is not the answer. Right. We've talked about that, but it's got to be done in the context of your other assets inside your plan. Yeah, we like to look at things from uh, what's your required income and what's your desired income. And so with your required income, we want to make sure that that's taken care of with guaranteed sources of income, with Social Security being one of those. And then if you happen to have a pension, uh, God bless you if you do. um, No doubt. Yeah. Uh, that can go into your guaranteed sources as well. But we want to make sure that all of the the required income is met with guaranteed sources of income before we move on to looking at the rest of your assets and how we want to treat those in retirement. What do you want to do in retirement and things like that? It's just, again, another important piece of your overall plan to look at. The average Arkansan guys makes a salary of about $46,000 uh, a year, okay. So if you think about adjusting for after-tax earnings, that total comes out to around thirty-six thousand, a little more than that. So about three thousand dollars a month, right? Right. Conversely, the average Social Security benefit in Arkansas is about fourteen, a little bit shy of fifteen hundred a month. So you're talking about if you are planning, if you're listening to us right now, mm-hmm. watching us right now, planning to just get by on Social Security, you're talking about taking a fifty-two percent pay cut the day you walk away from work. Now you think about, can you tolerate that? Well, and and a lot of people rationalize, I think is the right word in their mind that they can do this. That, you know, I can get by on, I, I don't know, I don't need much mm-hmm. until the car breaks down or until some other unforeseen circumstance comes up and then they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so this just-in-case retirement of living just on Social Security really doesn't work for anybody. And and let's stop and just be real honest. Do you want to do that? Right. Do you really want to live life, your retirement life, on a get-by? Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. That's not something I have ever ascribed to do. And I've seen, you know, my parents had a small pension check and, and some Social Security, and that was it. It was hard living. It was really tough for them to be able to to do anything because, frankly, nobody ever taught them anything about yeah. investing in money. And 401k wasn't even a deal back then. Yeah. I, was, I was a child of older parents anyway. And so, you know, they just didn't know anything about that. We've got all these tools today, IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, Roth 401 case, all these tools to really help you, you've got to understand how that all fits together. And I think that's the real uh, jumping off point in this part of the conversation is don't neglect the rest of the ready to retire process. A lot of people come in here and they're focused on Social Security. They want to talk about Social Security and that's all they want to talk about. But you really have to understand how that interplays with the rest of your assets, because the timing of Social Security partially depends on how much money you've got and whether you can fill those gaps that you're uh, from the time that you're ready to retire to the time you actually start Social Security. If there's a time gap there, you got to live on your own money. Mm -hmm. And you may say, well, I've got enough money to make it there. But then what? Uh, Beyond that, you're still going to want some additional income to supplement that Social Security check. And so that's where this ready-to-retire process comes in and the analysis that we do here at GenWealth. We've got a team of people that, first of all, have a strategy in place. There, It's not like somebody decides, oh, today – I'm going to do it this way versus what I was doing six months ago, or I just came up with this new idea. I'm going to try this. That's not how we roll here. 
Here at GenWealth, we have a strategy that is really uh, universal throughout all of our offices. We all, as I like to say to clients, we all sing from the same page in the hymn book. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Ginger, that's, I think that's that consistency of what we do and the track record of success really should give comfort to a lot of folks. Right. That is how we win. You know, whenever we, with the consistency that we have, we have a team, uh, John and a couple of, uh, of our other advisors on our investment investment team that really help us dig into which investments we're going to use. They, they take a look at those. It's not like we're just pulling it from a, a hat. You know, it's, right. it's something that we have put time, uh, invested time into research and know um, that we it feel like we are giving you the best of the best that we can offer. You know, and I believe very strongly that you try to practice what you preach. Right. And, and I think about my own life and I'm 48 years old, still pretty good ways from actually thinking about actually retiring right but i've been thinking about it as my final act right when you talk it really resonates with me when you say do you want to live on just social Mm -hmm. even if you can do you want to do it that way this is your final act this is post work you have nothing but time ahead of you and Mm -hmm. if you have your health which obviously we can't totally control but if you have your health that could be a 20 or 25 30 year time frame that we're talking about here do you want to try to just get by? Do you want your assets to be a just-in-case retirement, that it's only for emergencies? And, you know, and when we work with people, we are asking questions about required income, as Ginger mentioned, and then desired income. And that, that we ought to probably focus a little more on that. Maybe sure. Social Security is going to be enough required income. You walk into retirement with no debt, uh, you know, have a lot of monthly expenses, and you can make that $1,800 or $2,000 a month check cover all of your expenses. Mm-hmm. But what about the rest of it? Yeah. And Scott, Janet and I wrote our book, uh, Your Retirement Should Be More, to speak to exactly what you're talking about here. Because your retirement should be more than just getting by. Your retirement should be more than just studying your investments if you have any. It should be more than just waiting around for the Social Security check to come in. Your retirement, as you mentioned, is your final act. It is really where you get to live life long after the work is done. And so, we think it's just, you know, the right thing to do to think about Social Security from the standpoint of a foundation of your retirement, then come in with the assets that you've been able to accumulate in IRAs, 401k plans, other investments, and then let's put this together and see if we can create something. Ginger, I think about this oftentimes. I, first of all, let me just say, I know nothing about cooking. Mm-hmm. If it were not for my wife, I would be about that big around. I would starve to death. <laughs> just, I know nothing about cooking. You know how to get to the drive-thru though so i don't believe that i can get to the drive-thru and i can't operate the microwave but beyond Mm -hmm. that that's about it but i think about you know i wouldn't want to eat you know a mound of flour or raw eggs or anything of that nature i just that's not anything that i would want to do but when you put it together and you really make something out of it yeah, it can make something really delicious really wonderful well that's what this is that's what the ready to retire process is is it is the the ingredients all going in and and going in the right proportions Mm -hmm. in the right way to actually allow you to enjoy your retirement Mm -hmm. I think, too, about the folks we work with and think about the common questions when it comes to what does this pile of money that I've saved really mean, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a number. I mean, but people do want to know either how much do I need to retire before we know anything about them as if it's a magic number, you know, and I think a million dollars is still probably the magic number. If I, Because a lot of people have that mentality, and that's going to be great. In Arkansas, you can probably have a really yeah. good retirement yeah. on a million dollars, but it doesn't have to be that much, right. or it could be more than that. It, it depends. It depends. It and, depends. And the other thing, too, is after an initial appointment, oftentimes I'll get to the end of that, and we'll get the question, so how are we doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. How are we doing? Well, And I'll go, well, what, what do you mean? And so, well, compared to other people who are our age – how are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they don't matter. You know, right. you, you're you're the one that matters because that, again, that's not an apples to apples question you're asking yeah. me because yeah. if client A has a pension and two social security checks that are larger than yours, uh, they're not going to need as many assets to get mm-hmm. the income they want, maybe, depending on what their income is, right. right? So there are all kinds of variables here. And I think that the the bottom line here is let's focus on you and making it what you want it to be. Scott, I, I you know, people who are, are who work here at Genwell know this very well. I'm not a big 
Alabama football fan, mm-hmm. but I am a big fan of Nick Saban. You appreciate it. I yeah. very much appreciate Nick yeah. Saban. And he talks about the fact that, that you know, all the glory and all the, the writers writing good things about their players and everything, he calls it rat poison. Yeah. Because it's really comparison. It, right. That's mm-hmm. really what it boils mm-hmm. down to. And I want to say to our, our viewers and our listeners today that comparing yourself to somebody else in retirement is rat poison. Mm-hmm. It really is. You should not be thinking about it that way. This is about you. It's not about how you stack up to somebody else. It's about you. They don't matter. Mm-hmm. You matter, and your situation matters. And if you have the income that you need in retirement and some of the income that you want in retirement. Now, obviously, we'd love to all have you know $50,000 a month to go and try to blow. Sure. That's just not practical. Right. But you got to be you, your mindset has got to be such that. I need to be sure that we are okay in retirement and we're taken care of and we're living the retirement life that we want to and throw all that comparison stuff out the window. It's the thief of joy, right? That's That's right. right. That's it. What are your chances of a successful retirement? You can visit 15minuteretirement.com. That's the number one, the number five, then minuteretirement.com or just text the word checkup to 501-381-5228 to get a free retirement checkup. Back in a moment. Coming to you from our studio on the sixth floor of Three Financial Center in West Little Rock, Arkansas. Scott Inman along with John Shrewsbury and Ginger Young on the Get Ready for the Future show. All about Social Security today and more importantly in the bigger picture, how it fits in to your overall retirement plan. First of all, you have to have a plan, right? We're going to talk a little bit about beginning the process of creating one, how you do that, how easy it is. I hope you can tell in today's show how passionate we are about building that plan first. It is more than just investments. The investment strategy, vitally important to your retirement plan, but it's not the most important thing. You are the most important thing and a retirement income plan that defines your monthly income with raises over time is the most important part about that retirement and it's all up to you to create it so we mm-hmm. do want to circle back a little bit we talked a little bit about uh the social security trust fund and is it going to be there that's one of the most common questions we get in a client meeting room still today from both young and old alike by the way uh before the pandemic hit, Social Security's trust fund was set to deplete by 2035. You think about the the effects of that on the pandemic. So many people out of work, so they weren't paying in their Social Security taxes. So there's less revenue mm-hmm. for Social Security. So due to the economic impact of the pandemic, that trust fund now is being uh, forecast to be out one year sooner than expected of 2034. So what does that mean? We mentioned in one of the earlier segments, John, that they still have to pay benefits. There's a law yeah. that says you are going to receive a social security check. But if that trust fund does get depleted at 2034, if that turns out to be the year, the benefits would be slashed by about 22%. Right. And I want to caution everybody against the mindset of when they see one little thing happen, well, that's it. It's all it's all down the... <laughs> yeah. Is that not just... just a pandemic in and of itself these days that that psychology of well there that goes that's history no that's really not the case there's a lot of things that the government can do and will do to try to to uh you know keep social security sustainable for the foreseeable future and and so when you think about it aarp did some checking on this there is bipartisan opposition to cutting social security and medicare payments uh down the road so there is no appetite in congress to do that first of all Mm -hmm. the possible fixes though are really they're not necessarily all that popular but these are things that that uh, they will actually do to make sure that social security does survive right so like we said you could raise the social security tax Mm -hmm. you know the the, currently they're saying that 6.2 or the most common proposals include raising the social security tax currently 6.2 percent increasing the income limit at which the tax is no longer imposed. Yeah, so, so it, when you think about that, Ginger, what they're talking about there is it's 6.2% now. It could go up to 7 or 7.5 right. or whatever. That's probably not real popular, but mm-hmm. it can be done. Yep. But the other thing is, is, and this is something that was actually floated out just the other day, is that right now you're thinking about you know the taxes on Social Security are on incomes below a certain threshold. And I've got that here. Uh, let me see if I can locate 100. that. 42,800 for this year. Uh The numbers man has it here, uh, Mm -hmm. 142,800. So 
people who make over 142.8, those dollars over that threshold are not taxed on Social Security. Right. Mm-hmm. They can raise that to four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and take in a lot of money that way. There's a number of levers that can be pulled here that uh, you know just can right the ship. Here's another one that I'm it's not going to be uh, fond uh, listening for our younger uh, people in our audience, <laughs> but. The folks that are my son's age, my daughter's age, your son's age, your daughter's age, they could push their full retirement age to age 70, right. and that yeah. has an actuarial effect on Social Security. Sure. So there are a lot of things out there that can and will be done to save this program because, frankly, the economic disaster that would come right. about is just unfathomable. So as long, my fond saying is, as long as the government has a printing press, you'll get a social security mm-hmm. check. Well, and I think that, you know, young people may not want to hear that, but it, but it resonates with me when I think about when social security became a program, you got a benefit when you were 65, the average life expectancy was 64, mm-hmm. right? That's right. So they had a good thing going back then, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but you think about that, we're living longer. I mean, yes. it, it makes sense to consider pushing that retirement age as <laughs> unpopular as it may be when I say that, but it makes sense to push that that full retirement age uh, down the road a little bit. And we're working longer. Right. People That's are right. people yeah. are saying, Healthier. you know what, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep working. I, I know guys that are working in their 70s mm-hmm. and, and they love it. They enjoy it. They don't really have a reason to slow down or anything of that nature. Uh, uh, and so you have that effect going on as well. But I believe, and you do too, John, you control what you can control. That's and right. all of these things we're talking about with Social Security are beyond our control. Mm-hmm. Certainly we have one vote, and we yes. can make a vote for who we want to represent us in Congress and be the President of the United States. But what they actually do, we have no control over. So it really circles back to me whether my full retirement, if I'm if I'm 30 years old right now and my full retirement age ends up being 72, mm-hmm. well, so what? If I'm saving and I'm investing and I'm building a retirement plan specific to me, I don't really I don't really mind when that kicks in, whether it's seventy one yeah. or seventy two. And if you know you've built those retirement assets up like you're talking about, yeah. uh, if you do decide to retire early, then you probably have the assets to front load your retirement while you wait on that social security benefit to grow to what you want it to be before you file you know scott uh, scott you made a a great point there that did back back, yes (laughs) back when social security started the the social security retirement age was 65 the other thing that was going on back then there were no iras there were no 401k plans. Right. Yeah. There were no vehicles for saving and investing money for your own retirement. It was just an unheard of concept. Yep. And so today, there's all these tools. And what does that tell you? The government is telling you that you have a responsibility. You have a factor in this whole equation. It's not all on the government. It should not all be on you. It should be a, a working together of those things. So if you're listening to this message today and you're not saving for retirement, it should be an absolute wake-up call for you to get started. If you don't have a plan at work, then call us and we'll set up an IRA for you. Everybody can contribute to an IRA. The question is whether it's deductible or not, but everybody can make a contribution to their individual retirement account. You're saving for you. You're not giving it to someone else. You're saving for yourself. You're investing for yourself. Take some responsibility in the equation and actually get that done. And then this this bleakness that you see out there really doesn't have to come to fruition. Yeah, I mean... Another thing that you I've heard you say so many times uh, is if it's meant to be, it's up to me, you know, Uh, and that's the way that retirement is now. Look, with the tools, the tools that you're talking about that we have at our disposal now, those are tools that are individual tools that only an individual can do. However, that doesn't mean that you do have to go at it alone. Right. Because you need some help if you don't understand how to set this kind of thing up. You need some help on that. And that's where we come in. This is what we do. The Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process can be accessed by calling toll-free 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. Or just send us an email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. We've got a little over a minute left before we hit the final bell. So let's talk a little bit about the expectations. If you call that number, if you send an email and you set up that appointment, first of all, it's going to be complimentary. The first appointment Mm -hmm. is always free uh, at GenWealth. We just want to have a conversation. 
Anna's going, Anna Olive, our client introductory specialist, is going to call you. She's going to ask a few questions. It's going to be revolving around retirement assets, social security, uh, employment things, and kind of get an idea of who she wants to match you with. We've got several advisors in offices all over the state of Arkansas, in Northwest uh, Louisiana, and in, uh, by the way, I, I learned you're supposed to call it Middle Tennessee. I, said, I right. think I said Central Tennessee. Yes, you said Central, and, because and, we say Central Arkansas right, here. because Arkansas is like this yes. and this, but Tennessee's <laughs> like this. Yes. So it's Middle Tennessee, right? We have an office in Brentwood, Tennessee. Christian is our advisor there. That first appointment is going to be complimentary. We're going to ask you to bring some documents Mm -hmm. to the appointment, but it's a conversation. I think that's the most important. We call it an appointment like it's going to be a dentist appointment, but it's a conversation, (laughs) right? Yeah, this will be way less painful than the dentist appointment, I can assure you. And and Ginger, there's there's some documents we want to bring. We want to have a good discussion with you. Right. Yeah, that's really what the first appointment's all about. Now, some people will say, was my phone call with Anna, that was the complimentary part of this? Mm -hmm. No, it's your first meeting with us that's complimentary. And this is going to be, like John said, a time for us to get to know each other. It's going to be fruitful. Definitely so. All right. So there was the final bell, and and you timed that perfectly, I might add. (laughs) And we're going to start with you on final thoughts. I think that you have to understand that it's not enough to hope that it all works out. Hope is not a strategy. Mm -hmm. I see so many people that are frankly just disillusioned by, you know, what's going on in the world today. And they say, well, I just hope it all works out. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't have to hope. The antithesis of that is a plan. The, 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 the whole idea of, of having a plan is to have a guide. So when things do get rough, you can go back to base and say, what is it I'm really supposed to be doing here? And, and your GenWealth team working with you, our team of advisors here at GenWealth will help you get down that road. Ginger? Yeah. So along with that, where hope isn't a plan, don't let fear cloud your judgment. You know, Absolutely. Uh, fear doesn't make financial decisions for you. So uh, really, when that happens, indecision becomes your decision. And then you wind up getting nothing done, you know. So uh, that goes along with what you said as far as hope isn't the plan. Fear isn't the answer. But what is the the answer there, Scott? Yeah. So my, my final thought is you need a plan that helps you with these things. Optimizing Social Security. We spent an hour talking about that. Protecting against, against inflation. Securing guaranteed lifetime income if Social Security is not enough. Looking beyond that for guaranteed income. Considering a hybrid retirement. We talk, we mentioned the word work retirement. Maybe you're going to still earn a little bit of a part-time income to supplement until uh, your assets provide you income in retirement. Planning for long-term care. We didn't have time to talk about that in today's show, but that's vital. Defending against taxes, and it is all on paper, on purpose. It's the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. To get started, call toll-free 866-653-PLAN. It's 866-653-7526, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the GenWealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, share the podcast with your friends and family. The GenWealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.